0: Hey there, welcome. I want to let you know before I dive into today's podcast episode that the doors are now open for my year long offering cycle, which is all about honoring your natural energy rhythms becoming um, in greater alignment with the seasons, with the moon cycles, with your own personal cycles as you dismantle toxic productivity and figure out how to get the things done that matter to you most without sacrificing your care. Or dare I say, giving yourself way more care than you may be giving yourself right now. Um, because if you know me, you know that tending to your needs is the name of the game in my world. So anyway, I want to talk about some of these concepts with you today on the podcast, but I wanted to mention here at the onset that if you resonate with what I'm talking about right now, um, please join me. It's great fun, and you can find out more at maraglatzel.com backslash cycle. All right, so the first idea that I want to get out there to you today um, is this concept that our energy is not universal every single day, 365 days a year. We, uh, didn't, you know, we weren't, we weren't born robots, truly. Uh, we weren't born able to show up with the same level of energy all the way around the year. Um, no matter what the season, no matter what the life circumstance, no matter what might be going on in our physical bodies or in our, personal lives, our professional lives, our relationships. And yet, so often, that's what we expect of ourselves. We expect ourselves to be universally available at the same fever pitch, breakneck speed, day after day after day, without any account for what might be going on within our physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, energetic bodies on that given day. And that might seem like a lot to kind of uh, attend to on a daily basis, and I will say that it's a practice, but really what I'm talking about in this work is checking in with yourself before you check in with your to-do list honoring yourself before, you know, instead of minimizing yourself and, you know, relegating yourself to the corner of your own mind to tackle what you think needs to be done. So what happens a lot of times is that we have a day that's like our very best day. It's a day when, in my case, maybe my kids slept through the night, and I went to bed at a reasonable time, and I woke up, and the stars aligned, and I was at the perfect place in my hormonal cycle, and, you know, I had been eating foods that nourished and hydrated my bodies in the day leading up to it, and somehow I woke up fresh as a daisy, ready to tackle my to-do list, which I did with great success and things just clicked and checks happened and 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 the rest is history right that was a good day but that's not every day that was a good really good day the stars aligned the kids slept i slept you know hydration maximum hydration level was achieved I was at a place in my menstrual cycle that was like allowed for me to be clear and excited and exuberant. And in other words, it's not every day, right? But what happens so often is that we take that really good day and we hold that as this um, barometer or this litmus test for how we're supposed to be every day, right? And so maybe we have that really good day, one day a month, two days a month, one day a season. And when we hold ourselves to that standard, we do ourselves a disservice because it's not possible to meet that day, every day, right? My energy, my energy body on an, on an ordinary day wouldn't allow for it. And so when I, um, when I hold myself to that shining example, um, I'm setting myself up to chronically be disappointed, to chronically be doing less than, um, to view my, my inherent Humanity as um, this hindrance, right? That keeps me from that like glorious pinnacle of productivity. So it's really important for us to do some work in our relationship with ourselves when it comes to the expectations that we're setting for ourselves. Like, what does that look like? What, what am I holding myself to on an everyday basis? And is that is that set up on this system of holding myself to this very best day? Now, beyond that, like, the very best day is real but I'll tell you what's not real. This thing that happens in our mind where our ideal self uh, does all of the things and does them perfectly. And in our imagination, this ideal self is enough like us that it seems like a reasonable standard to set, right? She kind of walks like me, talks like me. She's infinitely better than me in every single way, but you know, she's familiar. She's obtainable, right? It's not Gwyneth Paltrow that lives in my head. It's like Mara 2.0 that lives in my head. And Mara 2.0 is this marriage of Mara 1.0 and my social conditioning. So me, as I am, and everything that I think, that I've I've been taught, that I've been conditioned to believe is right and best um, and expected of me. So in my imagination, my idealized self is created out of the marriage of those two things. So as I said, she's familiar enough that I know her really well. She seems approachable. She seems like she exists within the realm of reason. But because of that social conditioning, she's always going to be outside of my reach by design, To keep me striving, to keep me working, to keep me churning, to keep me trying to recreate the conditions of that ideal day. And believing that if I just work hard enough, it's possible to have ideal days every day, 365 days a year, which, my friends, it is not. So, what now, right? What do we do instead? One of the things that I work on with the members of my cycle community is to create a wheel of the year where we're tracking our energy rhythms throughout the seasons. And at each of our seasonal retreats over the course of a year, we're doing this work together where we get curious about what that season might hold for us. Are there any grief anniversaries? Are there, you know, what was my, what is my energy like during that season, generally speaking? Uh, do I have any needs during that season that are um, important for me to keep in mind so that I can be as well tended to as possible? And repeat, right? Not making any assumptions that um, that my energy is going to be the same as it moves over the course of the seasons. And we do this work around the seasons, also realizing that the moon phases are, um, microcosms of the seasons and the, the time as it moves throughout the day on a 24 hour clock is a microcosm of the moon cycle. So we think about these cycles from the seasons to the daily 24 hour um, clock cycle and start to pay attention to ourselves because so much of this work, you know, it's not about, here's the formula. Here's the thing that if you just follow this plan, then everything's going to be perfect. And if, I mean, if that, if that were going to work, that would have worked already for me and for you. So I can categorically say that does not work for me. And I have, tried. I have tried to make that work. And I'm willing to bet that it doesn't work for you either. But what does work is being in relationship with yourself and turning towards yourself as you navigate the seasons, as you navigate the phases of the moon, as you navigate your personal experience as you move throughout the day. How does the early morning feel to you? What do you need? How does midday feel to you? What do you need? How does evening feel to What do you need? And not expecting that you are going to need what you think you're going to need or what you think you should need or what you're expected to need, right? That's that idealized self. But instead, befriending and being in relationship with your real self, your human self, who, you know, just like every other thing in the living world around you, in the natural world around you, has these seasons, has these, you know, I, I'm i fortunate to live in a place where I'm surrounded on three sides by water. And I'm keenly aware because of that about the the tide, you know, the the dynamic tide that is coming in and going out every single day and how that's ruled by the moon. And I live in New England, so there are seasons here. So I spend a lot of time looking outside of my door quite literally and noticing that there's nothing wrong with me, that my energy isn't perfect over the course of the whole year. There's nothing wrong with me because I have seasons. I have phases like the moon. I have times of the year that are better for me and times of the year where I need significantly more attending to and care than I would otherwise. So, you know, by prioritizing my relationship with myself, I'm able to make these shifts in how I care for myself over the course of the year so that I'm... I'm able to do more, really, um, but at least do as, as much as I was doing before and do it without constantly feeling like I am, you know, charging against the tide in my own life, totally exhausted just by the process of, you know, fighting with myself all day long because that's an energy expenditure that none of us need, I can assure you. So, when you start shifting your life to honor the rhythms and the seasons that exist in your life, you are much better equipped to um, organize yourself, uh, for lack of a better word, uh, organize yourself in a way that honors your energy rhythms. So, you know, the, this kind of occurs in two realms. The first is what you schedule and what you tackle, what you get done. And the second is what you give to yourself, what care and support you require in order to do those first things. So when I look at my Wheel of the Year having done this work for quite some time, I'm able to realize that this time of year that we're in right now from November through December through January is not great. I, at first I thought, you know, in doing this work, I thought, oh, that's like not great time for me. And what that meant was I'm not great at producing external, um, courses or launches or or things that I need to show somebody else during that time because this is a time of year where I have more self-doubt where things are harder for me um emotionally energetically and I'm really I really just want to rest so coming from that capitalist productivity is king mindset, I thought to myself, well, you know, this is just not great time of year for me. So I need to just not put anything on the calendar during this time of year. And of course I work for myself. This looks a little bit different. If you work for somebody else, though, still possible to use this model. Um, I'm just not going to put anything there because I you know, kind of can't be trusted to get anything done. Meanwhile, the spring, which is like great high energy time for me. I, you know, have a lot of self-belief during that time. That's ideal for launching new things, creating new things, putting myself out there in ways that um, I need to be really visible. That's a much better time. So, but again, using that, that like capitalist mindset of when am I most productive, and there's some value to that because we live in a system where we, you know, need to get some things done. Um, I I, ha- I work in my business, and my business pays my mortgage and feeds my kids. And, you know, that's, that is important to me. It's not the only thing that's important to me. But when I'm looking at my wheel of the year with that productivity lens, that's that first layer. I'm able to see like, okay, not so great during these months, beautiful during those months. Okay, that gives me some information to start kind of moving how I'm how I'm setting things up. The layer beneath that that I find really compelling is if not this, then what? Because it's not just that the winter seasons are not great you know, they're, they're perfectly fine. They're just not productive in that way that I was told I needed to be productive in order to be good and worthy. So it's not that there's anything wrong with the winter seasons. They're just not good for that for me. But what is good for that for me is feeding myself really good food, taking care of projects in my house. Um, I just ordered a knitting kit. I want to learn how to knit, um, a sweater. It's really exciting. Um, Doing creative projects with my kids, getting outdoors, sleeping more. You know, this season for me is great for a lot of things. Internal projects, things that I'm kind of cooking on and creating behind the scenes, but I don't need to show anybody. It's a very creative time for me. It's just not productive in that way that we're taught things are productive. Like here is my finished product. What do you think? right? Instead, it's a time where I'm doing my own projects, I'm doing my own stuff, and I'm asking myself, what I, What do I think? And I'm geeking out on things that thrill me, and putting things together, and really enjoying myself. So that work of thinking about what's my energy as it moves throughout the year? You know, what are my most productive times? What are my least productive times? Um, and, and, And really deeper than that, thinking about what is in greatest alignment for me during this season. And under that is this self-trust that I can rest during this season because another season will come and I'm going to, you know, get a lot of things done during that season that I want and need to do. And that over the course of the year, it's kind of all going to come out in the wash right? I could have forced myself to show up at my computer with the same kind of like fever pitch, speed, and um, stamina, and, you know, have spent 80% of my time staring at the screen, not wanting to be here, or I could rest when I want and need to rest and work when I want and need to work. And all in, I've found, get way more done, actually, than I was before. So, I wanted to give you that that idea of how you can start noticing your energy over the course of the year, how you can start, you know, making your life work for you a little bit better. Uh, and, and remember, again, this is both what you put on your calendar and also the care that you require because you're going to need different things at different times of the year. Again, you're not a robot, right? You're a human. You're going to need different things now during the pandemic than you did before and then you will after. We are constantly... Um, changing and shifting. And what we need is changing and shifting. And that's why this work isn't static. It's living and breathing. And it's about being in relationship with ourselves and having a way to facilitate that that conversation so that, um, you know, we don't don't forget ourselves underneath the rubble of our to-do lists or everything that we have going on in our lives. So I hope that that was helpful for you, and if you want to spend the next year doing this with me, I would love to have you there in Cycle. Um, we go through all of this in much greater detail, and it's really great. It's such a fun and wonderful community. I've been running this in some form since 2013, so I love it very much. And I invite you to join us if you're feeling so called. You can find out more at maraglatzelcom backslash cycle. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to The Needy Podcast with Mara Glatzel. If you'd like my support in learning how to nourish your needs, dance on over to theneedypodcast.com to sign yourself up for Revive, a gorgeously free five-day course chock full of real self-care and daily tending. If you love today's episode, pretty please leave us a review on iTunes and join us next week. And as always, permission loves company. So if there's a human in your life that you think can benefit from this conversation, I would be so grateful if you shared it with them. Thank you.